What's up ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the good, the bad and the stupid. It's Friday the 5th of March. Welcome if you've not been here before. It's Funky Friday, it's Feel Good Friday, it's Get Pissed Friday. It's the last day of the week, for most people anyway, not apart from you hard-working, um, what do you call them, key workers, uh, shop workers, NHS... And loads and loads and loads and loads of other people, including me, actually. I still fucking work the weekend anyway, so I'm not taking the weekend off. But I work for myself, so I'll do very little, and I won't tell myself off for it. <laughs> and I'll still get pissed. So uh, uh, I won't earn any money. I'll pretend to be working. I'll try and earn some money. That is pretty much how my weekend's going to go. I tried that today, and I did shit. I did terrible at it. So I'm kind of... Uh, Wanting to take the weekend off. Anyway, I'm still getting over the soup spillage yesterday. I'm still scrubbing it up. The carpet's fucking orange. Um, it stinks and I've had to scrub it today. I've gone back and scrubbed it with uh, Fairy Liquid. Try that one. See what comes of that. Um, and and I, uh, just on that note, I was going to say, uh, one, of, one, of the no, no, one of the things in the paper, I'm getting tongue-tied now, one of the things in the paper is what a waste a fifth of all food is thrown out. And that's exactly what I was doing yesterday, throwing out food. I had a big parcel of food in my arms and I was trying to carry them all in one go up to the bin up the top because it was all plastic containers. So I was going to recycle it and whatnot with the food in. Yeah, I was going to chuck it all in the recycler. That's all right. Anyway, and they uh, and I dropped the soup off the top and smashed it all over the carpet. So uh, there you go. That's my that's my comeuppance for trying to throw out food, <clears throat> uneaten, unet, gone off food because I buy too much and then I don't fucking eat it. So uh, there, learn your lesson. Let me be the person. Let me be the fall guy so that you don't have to. And a fifth of all food is thrown out. And usually, what I should have done, I mean, I didn't get a chance, because what I would do normally, if the food is semi-edible, is I'll chuck it in the bush or something for the squirrels. <laughs> Probably the rats will eat it, but, uh, you know, if it's kind of an edible thing that an animal might eat, I might chuck it in the bu bus, uh, in the bushes. That would be a fox, an, a rat, or, or, uh, or a squirrel, or some other mice as well. Hopefully not rats. I don't want to be the person uh, who's responsible for a rat infestation. They're coming out. They're uh, they already hitting the hitting the streets. Seagulls. They'd have liked it as well. It's a waste. At least the food's not so far, not totally wasted by feeding something. Anyway, uh, what's this one? Oh yeah, the sweet potato. And this food. I mean, look at this. This guy's going to keep this in the cupboard until he goes off because it's a sweet potato that looks like a dick and balls. He's put, is that, it actually does look a little bit like a dick and balls. And it's one big sweet potato with a big knobbly bit on the top. And uh, he's made it into the newspaper with that. That's stories of the day. That's like, you know, top, I don't even have to tell you what the newspaper is, but it's a hot topic. You know, forget about all these things that are going on in the world. There's a sweet potato here that looks like a dick and balls. Get me a photographer down there now. Take a photo. Let's get it on the, on page three. Anyway, so, uh, you know, he's having so much fun with that. He's not going to eat it. So that was going to end up being thrown out. <laughs> it's going to shrivel first and then it'll be thrown out. It's going to get, he's going to maximise its, uh, its, you know, the humour that he can get from it. Anyway, this guy's uh, lost his humour and he's lost his job. He's quit because he's a founder of a PR, a giant PR company. I mean, how, how does he not? I think this guy thinks he lives in the uh, the 1970s. 
I mean, I'm, I'm totally against wokeism, you know, and uh, and whatever else. But this guy's fucking taking things a little bit too far. There's, you can't excuse. Um, he, he said that it's a giant PR phone, but we don't employ blacks, gays, or Catholics. Now, I, I don't even have to tell you what's wrong with that statement, do I? <laughs> it doesn't employ blacks, gays, or Catholics. And he said, uh, and 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 funnily enough, we don't employ fucking bigoted, racist. Um, offensive bosses either so you've got the boot instead you know but uh, I don't know if it's his company but he's fucked it with that 65 as well he is and he's always going to be remembered for that the piss of about saying something like that or that getting in the newspaper is because there's a photo of him and everything so anybody that's everybody that knows you and everybody that's near to knowing you or you know there's people like the bloke across the street or the people in the next road they don't know you but they know your face but then they see your face in the paper, and they'll be like, "There's that fucking." You know, you, you, there's no excusing what he said, but in some cases where that situation ends up in the paper, you like you can't you you want to say your side of the story, don't you? And uh, and you can't do that to everybody, <laughs> and so everybody you just have left with that feeling that everybody thinks you're a fucking racist arsehole sort of thing. But this guy, there's no getting away from that one. I mean, that, I'm talking about people who. You know, I've said something that has been taken out of context, but there's no taking that out of context. I can't even bother to read the story, so if I have, sorry about that, mate. <laughs> anyway, the super strong couple. There's a there's a pair of women here, a, a couple, and they're super strong. They're weightlifters, heavy built, strong women. I tell you what, I bet they're a lot of fun in the bedroom. I bet they're a lot of fun. I can imagine it now. Same as what it would be. I'm not being sexist. Same as way it would be if there was two big, burly bodybuilder blokes going at each other in the bedroom. I tell you what, I mean, it'd be like it'd be a battle to see a battle for uh, supremacy, wouldn't it? It'd be a battle to see who's 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 winning, who's going to win. I'm coming out on top. No, I'm coming out on top, and they'd be rolling and wrestling around, and it'd be a lot older. Barrel of laughs if you're that way inclined. And the same for these two. So um, before anybody gets on the sexist bandwagon, I think these two are having a lot of fun. <clears throat> and anyway, they, uh, they're, they're strong. They're now, they're in the Guinness Book of Records by being the fastest women to pull a 48-ton plane. So they pulled a, a 38-ton plane together, an Airbus 320 for 60 feet in 37, 63 seconds. The fastest women to do it. I just don't see that that, as much competition. Of course you're the fastest women to do it. You're probably the fucking fastest most blokes to do it as well because who's going around pulling planes down runways? Not very often and not couples of women. The fastest couple of women to pull a plane down a runway. Come on. Who's the competition? <laughs> People are just putting themselves in such niches to, to break a record. I could go and break a record if I, if I fucking... I'll just flick through the Guinness Book of Records, find something that's not in there, do it. I'll be the shittest at it, but I'll be in the Guinness Book of Records straight off because I'm the only one who's did it. And then you can all come along, beat me, but it doesn't matter. I'm, I was the top dog to start with. Right. Um, the rich feel more confident than poor people, new researchers found. Of course they fucking do. They've got all the money and the bossing the poor around because the poor are having to work for the rich. So money doesn't bring you happiness, but money brings you a lot of fucking stress-free Oh, it brings you a lot more stress as well. Depends on what you're doing. If you've just took the money and you're fucking sitting pretty, you're not running a company, you're not like, you know, high flyer, you can just retire 
you know, there ain't that much to make you unhappy. You, you're definitely a lot of stress, can be stress-free, is what I'm trying to say. If you're running a big multi-multinational company, but then, then you're that way inclined anyway, so you, you don't, you, you're happy doing that. <coughs> but the rich feel more confident than the poor. The poor don't feel confident, unfortunately. There's a lot of fucking mental health issues throughout the poor communities, throughout the uh, the the, the uh, council estates, throughout the job centres. They're always fucking living on a dime or living on a fucking the last paycheck or wondering if they can keep the family together. So, of course, that is fucking marred with stress. So, how about giving us some of that money from the top, all this trickle-down trickle business, let's fucking kick the door off and fucking take it. Not literally, but I'm on about, let's fucking... This is why, uh, you know, we needed a different government to come in. Although, saying that, the money that they're chucking out during the COVID thing, can't knock that too much, but at the same time, they fucked everybody's businesses up. So, the fucking business up, and then you're giving out half decent money, but it doesn't equate, does it? It doesn't equate at all. Anyway, uh, don't get me on that one. I'll be fucking talking all night long. All night long. And we've got to move on. <clears throat> Amazon's just created a shop. This is best. This is one of the best things to uh, to happen. They created a shop where you just pick shit up off the shelves. Not shit. It's not a shit shop. Uh, but you buy things, pick, pick them up off the shelves. I think you must. You might scan them. Or, yeah, you scan the, the QR code yourself and then just walk out. You're gone. And you've paid somehow. But you've, you're not waiting in any queues. You're not uh, talking to any tellers. You're not having to fucking go up to them uh, machines and uh, scan all your stuff. You just grab it and go. That's brilliant. I mean, probably brilliant for shoplifters as well. They're going to figure out a way around that. Or they're going to, like, you know, no one's going to think anything of it until you're halfway out the shop. Until the beep goes. Until the beep goes on. So, um... I don't know. Somebody's. I mean, they're figuring it out, aren't they? They know how it works, but that is a good idea in my book. Shame you have to scan the barcodes and you can't just grab it. You pretty much are shoplifting. You know, just grab it and then just walk out, and it somehow picks it up as you as you're leaving. But you know, we'll get there. But that's good enough for now. If you ask me, what else have we got here? Mullet to number one. I'll tell you, that's good because I've got one. Mullet to number one at the moment. Don't stop till it's number one. The hairstyle is way back in fashion. I've seen it everywhere and it's becoming, because it becomes more and more visible, especially the rugby. Rugby players have got it left, right and centre. Um, but the more you see it, the more it don't look shit anymore. It's starting to go, that looks all right, actually. Short hair on the top, long at the back. And then, and then all of a sudden, your brain tricks you into having it. And all of a sudden, then you, your future self is really pissed off with you. When he looks back at the photos of you with that haircut and going, what was you doing? What was you playing at? Having your hair like that. Can't believe it. Just like Glenn Hoddle and Chris Waddle and uh, uh, a few others are, when they had that short on the top and permed at the back look from the from the 80s. That was, you know, when you have one of the flip combs, you have a comb where it's an afro comb on the one side and you flip the other side out and it's a, a poker comb on the uh, and that's the afro comb in it for the and then the other, the other ones are a comb on the on the top so you got two sides for the two air cuts you've got right anyway we're rolling on and this is the last one i'm going to do because we all want to go and uh we all want to get started don't we it's friday as i said anyway keeping positive let's let's go on a positive note keeping positive as uh has mind and body boost 
Having a glass half full positive attitude to life can boost your health and life expectancy. So no matter how bad the situation is, try and see the positive in it, even though that's fucking very difficult to do, especially when you've just dropped a bowl of soup all over the carpet. I find it very hard to find anything positive about that, apart from the carpet's a bit shit and it needs changing. So I could look at it that way. But having orange smelly curry smells coming out of the carpet for the next while until that situation happens i'll have to see it as a fucking really shitty conversation uh, shitty uh situation so the only positive to have out of that is perhaps i didn't eat it and i didn't poison myself because i was gonna eat it and i decided that the the date was too far past for me to take the risk and um and the carpet needs changing but they're very 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 weak for that situation um, anyway, optimistic people have a better physical, psychological and behavioural health. And by having all those, it makes you more optimistic. So it's very hard to kickstart that. You've got to start it, especially when you're, you're dwelling in negativity. And like I just said, the poor mindset, poor mind, you're a poor man. It's very hard to be positive when everything has got a fucking foot on your, foot on your head. But when you do, or you somehow find positivity in that, you start fucking kicking that shit away and you start climbing up the ladder. And one day, you're going to be kicking the boss's door off and fucking saying, this is my mate, move out. <laughs> move over, Beethoven. I'm in. This is my company now. And i got all the money. And I've come from nothing. Rags to riches. I love a rags to riches story. All you need, all you need is to raise the first bit of capital. Who am I to say? I'm fucking skint. But all you need is to raise the initial capital. First, money first. Doesn't matter how you get it. Save it. And that's how you make the rest. Apparently, I'll tell you when I do it. It's coming. All right, I'll see you there. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it, and I'm going to go spend what money I have got on booze. I'll uh, hopefully see you again, or maybe you'll listen to me again on Monday. See you later for now. Bye.